scratch and smooth. Alex James Briley is a multi-instrumentalist singer-songwriter who, at the tender age of 20, has achieved far more than many people twice his age. Having written well over an album's worth of material and headlining a couple of bands before going solo, he's now teamed up with legendary Grammy and Brit Award-winning producer Steve Levine. The result? His debut EP, Listen, mastered at Abbey Road Studios in London and now available on all platforms, showcasing his unique and soulful blend of emotive lyrics and melodic hooks. And in this, the very first show of SNS Online's fifth series, we'll be talking to Alex about his musical passions and influences, work on both the EP and forthcoming album, and long-term hopes for the future. We've also got our fingers crossed that he might give us a tune or two in the studio. But before all that, let's see what Alex James Briley has got. I'm Nick Randall. You're listening to SNS Online. I found a place with space where we can live our lives. Please run away, run away with me, cause I know where I'm going. It's true. Don't worry, I'll care what they say. Give me patience, we'll get there someday I'm like a whole nation waiting for you And it won't be complete if you don't get through gentlemen, a very warm scratch and sniff welcome to Alex James Briley. Alex, a very warm welcome to the show. And I've got to tell you, if I could express myself emoji style, it would be one jaw-dropping wow. I mean... You, emoji style. Emoji style. So you're 20 years old, yeah? Yes. 20 years old? I'm nearly 21. I've got a list here, and I'm going to read it out. Playing the piano since you were six, singing since you were 10, and you can play... Now, I'm quoting the Lancashire Telegraph here. Lancashire Telegraph? The Lancashire Telegraph, apparently. That existed. <laughs> well, apparently. It said it on the top anyway. It was the Bolton Echo or something. Um, uh, you can play um, every musical instrument uh, one could put in front of you, be it cello, piano, guitar, not guitar, guitar, violin, and viola. 
So that's pretty amazing. What about the Himalayan nose flute, Alex? Can he play that? Um, I could give it a go if you've got yeah. one on you. But you can't play it yet, can you? I'm just making a little point there. Okay, thanks, Alex. So, listen, it seems your whole life so far has been in preparation for this moment. I mean, not just in here, but yeah. the whole thing. I think sort of accidentally, yeah. I mean, I started off, I um, I used to watch my dad play the piano because all my family are sort of musicians um, of some sort. And my dad used to play the piano when I was little. I remember watching him and I used to try and copy him. I'd look at the music and pretend that I was reading it and I'd just poke at the notes. <laughs> but um, And then eventually I thought, well, we might as well get him some piano lessons and see how, how it goes. And That's then brilliant. And it just sort of started from there. And That's fantastic. I taught myself guitar and then I eventually got onto violin and viola, did lessons for mm. that as well. So I did a lot of jazz and classical to start off with and... Uh, that was just learning it and reading the music. And then I got more creative when I was at high school and started writing my own stuff. So it's, it's lovely that your parents encouraged you like that. I, I owe it to my parents as well. Mm. Absolutely. Hello to <laughs> Alex's parents. You have already had uh, quite a bit of history with previous bands, of the sound possibly being the most significant. Yeah, that, that was a... Uh, I've been through three sort of bands, and one started off at college. That was when I wrote a whole album... And I started thinking, well, you know what, I might want to take this seriously. Mm. And um, it was made up of quite a few college mates. But then we sort of had disagreements and we ended up, I ended up going solo. And because I wrote all the songs, so I started this thing called Alex James and the Sound. And then from there, we just decided for, I, I don't know, we just decided that it'd be better just to call it my name, which is Alex James Briley. Mm and take it as just a solo project from there. And you know how a different band. backing bands to, to the original? Yeah, yeah, I mean, people come and go, but um, mm. I've got a lot of musicians that... But Alex um, remains. Yes. <laughs> if I'm doing a gig, then there's always someone that can play the music, so mm. it's great. The daytime heat waves get in me I can't make peace with my enemies Looking down sides, fires I can see One thing I particularly wanted to ask you about were your experiences in the Calais uh, refugee jungle and the, the music that inspired you post that experience. Well, um, we decided to... I mean, UNICEF picked up this song that I wrote called Place of Nowhere. Um, it was originally about general war and peace, and they thought, well, it could be a good song to do with the refugee crisis, so we sort of re-recorded it and... And we did a big appeal for UNICEF for Calais Camp, you know, the jungle camp in France. Mm. So we went there, visited it a few times, and we wow. raised a lot of just basically supplies for the refugees. Mm. And it, it it was a really good experience. I mean, actually, that sounds incredible thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it was, I was probably, I think I was 19 at the time, mm. so it was quite an experience for me personally to actually go and see something like that because you're meeting people that, are, that just have nothing. They've not even got a right to be anywhere. And uh, all the proceeds went to UNICEF, and obviously we, through radio interviews and um, appeals, we raised a lot of um, support for the refugee crisis.
And I remember I, I actually saw a, a video, I think it was an interview with you, but you were saying that any anybody cynical who thought these refugees are, you know, they got mobile phones and they're all fine and blah, 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 yeah. need, need to go there. And then pretty well everybody's opinion will change. Yeah, I mean, like my, my I mean, opinion, and I agree with you, and I haven't mm. been, but I've always felt that I've been quite yeah. angry with I mean, some my, people's opinions. My opinion has always been, always been impartial. Like you, you can't tell until you've actually seen something yourself yeah, with fine. your own eyes. And uh, I got there, and the suffering, and the the just like the loss of hope when you walk mm. into the camp, and you just think, well, how can anyone say? Uh, all these things about oh kick them out of the country or keep them out absolutely or, absolutely you know, they're all terrorists it, it's mm. just I mean I don't blame some of the people who are quite violent um, mm. because you think well they're in that situation what do you expect I mean imagine if the whole UK just turned well, into a war zone and, yep. and everyone became refugees like well, mm. what would you think would happen there'd be mm. all sorts of stuff going on wouldn't they well I'll tell you I'm I'm well impressed that you made made this money and all the proceeds went to UNICEF as well which is fantastic I'm playing So, Alex, you're now working with a total legend, uh, Steve Levine, a Britain Grammy Award-winning producer who's worked with such luminaries as Culture Club, Beach Boys. He's worked with The Clash. Okay. Where did you meet him? I was supporting Space at quite a few gigs across the UK. Yes, you've done a bit of that, haven't you? In 2016, because they were sort of practising for their new album release. And we realised that he was working with um, Steve Levine, so we decided to get him to introduce us to Steve Levine, and uh, that's basically how we met him. I went to go and see him in his studio in Liverpool, and then we did a, like, I did a little acoustic performance for him, and uh, then he said, oh, well, I like the sound of your voice, so um, I'm happy to work with you. Absolutely. So that's how it all started, yeah. Let's take a listen to one of Alex's earlier demos. This is Wasting Time. I hate to think about how much time is on my hands. The stressful days are passing way too quickly. My heart is pumping so fast you can't count the beats, yeah And time is ticking, I can't even take a seat, yeah And I can't waste time, oh can't waste my time, oh can't waste your time, oh I'll be wasting yeah, I'll be wasting you I hate to think about what you think about me Well, if you don't want me in your life I suggest you don't give me the key, yeah And time is ticking We all have somewhere to go and so I'm on my way back home with the time limit looking low Ooh, And I can't wait 
about your earlier demos they all sound very well produced this is presumably just done at home yeah all the all the songs that i write i record as as if i'm trying to record them professionally in a studio yeah yeah uh, but I, I do it in sort of my bedroom setup i've got a laptop with studio monitors and stuff mm. and um i plug it all in and i do a mix that's um sort of as best as i can get it uh but i'm still i'm still learning because that's what my degree is it's all about music right. production I basically just got a big collection of songs now. I've, mm. um, I don't want to sound big-headed, but no, no, I've no. lost count. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But it's the idea that, as well as working on your own career, you'll help mm. to be nurturing other people in the long yeah. run. Yeah, I record a lot of other artists as well mm. at, at uni because I've got access to some really nice studios mm. at my uni. And um, basically these songs, that I just plan to sort of revamp them all because they're mm. sort of quite... They're like drafts, basically. Yeah, I understand. They, they sound as if they've been produced properly, and then I basically take all the ideas and then add to them, which is what I've been doing with this uh, Listen EP, mm. and that, that's the plan for the future. I get the feeling that I'm losing control And I look around and everyone's on a roll I, I don't understand Look at me, I'm just digging a hole I keep on going with no heart or soul And I, I just take it, yeah I get the feeling that my chances are small And I, I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall And I, I just so tell us how it all evolved then. You went to Manchester, you went to Liverpool rather, to record your EP Listen. Um, mm. What was the music inspired from and the lyrics? Um, the songs were written 
when I was a bit younger, I was probably around 15. I was at school still. Really? Yeah. Uh, listen, especially. I used to listen to a lot of the old Coldplay records back then. Um, it was sort of part of my childhood. But time is on your side. It's on your side now. Not pushing you down. And I'd say a lot of the inspirations come from there. Mm. But some of the later stuff, like Wait on the Floors, more of a sort of indie rock vibe. Mm. Um, that's the second track of the EP. voice and I've got to say this in an appropriate way is is yummy it's yummy. rich and <laughs> yummy and I just can't hear enough of your voice it's fantastic and I love the lyrics as well the lyrics seem to imply a life lived beyond your years I, I suppose that's, that's what comes from the inspiration from bands that are sort of um, maybe made up of songwriters that are a lot older older than me mm. And, um, but do you get that a lot when people say that they can't believe that you're, you're, you're at the level you are now? You know, you're allowed to beat your own drum. This is your interview. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, some people have said they don't know what I'm going on about in the lyrics. I've had sort of oh, um, well, controversial. Know. I mean, a lot of people have given me really good feedback, so that's what I hold on to, really. So, Alex, tell us about um, music that has inspired you over the years and perhaps has um, bled into your work. Well, obviously, I mentioned I was a big sort of Coldplay fan when I was a kid, and then I moved on to other bands such as Radiohead. But I'm a creep. I'm a Block Party. Kings of Leon. At the moment, currently, I'm into a lot of synth pop bands or synth okay. rock. So, like Tame and Parlor. There's a band called Pond. They sort of connected. They're mm. an Australian band. And um, that's where my sort of music progressed. So this is leading up to an album. Yes. But presumably, will it, that be this year or next year? Um, I'd say at the closest uh, summer this okay. year. If not, then next year. Okay, Alex, I have noticed um, as a strolling player, as you clearly are, you brought your guitar with you. Um, tonight, I, I did bring my guitar. Yeah. Are you going to give us a little ditty or two or three? Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've got three up my sleeve. If you Have want you? three, That's, yeah. well, I tell you, the more the merrier. The more the merrier. What are you planning to play for us tonight? Um, I think I'll play uh, two tracks off the EP, so which are 
I can play on the guitar there, listen and wait on the floor. And then I'll play what we talked about earlier as the Place of Nowhere track that was the um, UNICEF campaign yeah. track. Okay, well, we've done the peak too early, so we'll just we'll stack them out a bit yeah. in between the chat. Um, I've been gagging to hear this song uh, since we started tonight. Let's listen to listen. You going to do that for us? Yeah, sure, I'll do that now. Awesome. So while Alex uh, gets uh, ready, just to say that you're listening to SNS Online and uh, you can hear us on SoundCloud. And we have a Twitter page, which is SNS Online, and also Facebook, which is SNS Online. And we have an email address, which is snsonlineshow at gmail.com. So all the information there. So right, uh, Alex is giving me a nod. I think he's ready. So I am ready to listen to a lovely acoustic version of Listen. I've found a place where space where we can live our lives. Please run away, run away with me, cause I know where I'm going. And all this jealousy, yeah, I want to have more than kissy goodbye. I know that I'm thinking fast I'm not really showing it through Don't worry, I care what they say Give me patience, we'll get there someday I'm like a whole nation waiting for you And it won't be complete if it don't get through Think of words this time, but I still have a lot to say. So, which would you choose if I wasn't listening? I'm trying to make this better for us, I'm trying to break this massive fall. Listen. Don't worry, I care what they say Give me patience, we'll get there someday I'm like a whole nation waiting for you And it won't be complete if you don't get through Don't worry, I care what they say Give me patience, we'll get there someday I'm like a whole nation waiting for you And it won't be complete if you don't get through And if you don't get through And if you don't get through I'll set on fire I'll go wilder I'd 
control Ever see you go I'll never leave you behind You'll be fine We'll never know If you just go Set on fire I go wild Out of control Ever see you go I'll never leave you behind You'll be fine Never That, I, I've got to say that was absolutely amazing, Alex. That that really lends itself to an acoustic uh, version. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, it's normally played on the piano, mm -hmm. uh, but because I can't really take a piano on the train, so uh, I, I thought God, I'd bring my yeah. guitar and do make the an version. effort next time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so so lovely. We'll be hearing the radio edit at the end, but uh, I wanted to hear that version. Thank you so much. Arts lifestyle, SNS online. Well, some of you may have noticed that there were more people giving me the clap in the studio for Alex, and that's because we have a small audience today, namely Alex's manager, Michael Watson, and Lisa Davis from Lisa Davis Promotions. So, while Alex goes into a specially designed Mr and Mrs booth, uh, complete with music-pumping earphones, as we wouldn't want him to get his ears burned by our conversation, it's time to get the lowdown from the people in the know. Could we just check the music feed from Alex's earphones just to make sure he is uh, incommunicado? That's the ticket. I chose the music myself. <laughs> Alex is waving and tapping his feet there, probably getting inspired for a, a new song. Anyway, and while he's doing that, let's bring on the experts. So, Mike Watson, you are Alex's manager. Uh -huh. um, when did you meet him initially, and uh, you know when did you see that indefinable spark that made well, you want to to manage? I, I went to um, I went to school at a place called Castle Inn in Bolton, and a lady called uh, Julie Ramsden was a good friend of mine, and her son sent me a message to say I'm in a band. Can you come and listen to us mm. at school? Listen. Yes, getting the word in again, <laughs> plug in. And uh, so I went to listen to these four, and they absolutely sounded shocking, to tell you the truth. Oh. But, but <laughs> they did. I mean, I've never heard a band sound so bad. But what happened at the end is Alex said, I've got this song called Opening Doors. We listened to it on the piano. And so they had a piano in this school hall, so he, you know, he started tapping away on the piano. And... I forgot about the other three. He, yeah. he just blew me away with his voice. He's got such a fantastic tone. 
And so that then made me manage the band, which I didn't really want to do. I understand. You should have been like Simon Cowell and say, I don't like you three, I just like uh, yeah. Alex. They were very close friends at the time. Oh, well, I thought uh, they was. Tricky. Uh, but they wasn't actually, but I thought they was. Mm. And I didn't really want to upset the apple cart, but uh, sure. yeah, that's how I met them. And cool. through a friend. Fantastic. And the rest, as they say, is history. Thank you, Julie. So Lisa Davis from Lisa Davis Promotions, you've been my champion getting me some fantastic guests. Well, thank you so much, first of all. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about your feelings about Alex. Well, th- first of all, thank you so much for, for, for booking my artists. I mean, you do oh. have very good ears, I must say. Bless you. Say I, only just, I, only, I cream off the best, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Mike actually contacted me and, and asked whether we'd, we'd have a listen to, to what Alex was up to. Also, I have worked with Steve Levine before, mm. and uh, Steve's actually a really good friend and has been for many, many years. And I listened to the track, and I just thought he's amazing. It's not mm. that often, actually, that you come across, we come across talent quite like Absolutely. Alex. I just was Absolutely really like you, you, to mm. be honest, really mm. taken The first time him. I heard this, yeah. I thought, my God, this, we've got to get this going. <clears> and the thing is about the, the, the business is it is pretty immediate, so you, you mm. don't always get in my job you don't always get second chances with people you you like yourself you know Mm. you don't have the time of day to listen to everything 50 times it has to be fairly instant so when something comes on our desk that sounds like Mm. that then we know we're onto a good thing then it makes the job easier as well it's like it's that susan boyle moment but without the hair isn't it Uh, totally am i right yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) am i right guys (laughs) yeah and i have to say you know he does have a good team around him which is he's got the talent and um you know it's another thing Thing that you can sometimes have the talent but if you don't have the right people around mm. you and from our point of view it's nice working with a great team and we're very lucky there but hopefully he'll get there and you know he's a very grounded person so mm. I don't have any problems with his attitude mm. I've managed other people I used to manage Tom Parker from The Wanted and he kind of had an attitude oh really uh, but oh, hi Tom if you're listening <laughs> yeah hello Tom uh, <laughs> but you know Alex is kind of really grounded and I, I mm. hope I hope We've got the dreams. Everyone's got dreams. I hope he's a superstar. Well, before we prize Alex out of his booth to talk some more, I wanted to play you another one of his tracks, not on the EP, but fingers crossed for the album. This is a classic road trip vibe called Big Wheels, High Heels, apparently inspired from model and trucker Cara Rouse. And to Alex, I can just say this. Go to your room immediately. (laughs) Talking down to go What is with this world? Why can't we all just be fair and live equally? She's not very ladylike If it surprises me
And sniff Online. with Nick Randall. So let's look at some of the publicity you've had over the years, Alex. BBC introducing us uh, clearly picked up on your music. Um, yeah, I've, I've over the year, even before I met Michael, the manager, I had a lot of spots on BBC Lancashire with uh, Sean McGinty, the DJ. Uh-huh. Um, I probably started when I was about 14, 15 basically as soon as I started writing songs I just shoved them on the uploader because my dad used to well he, he has songs he's written and he used to do a lot, that kind of stuff as well and uh, he recommended it to me so over the years I've, I've always had a bit of airplay from them but it's, it's always just regional stuff I've just got it on my screen here. Um, you were a guest on Mike Sweeney's BBC Radio Manchester show, broadcast from Victoria Square. You were sort of strumming live. Yeah, yeah that, that was the coldest day of my life. It looked pretty yeah. cold from the clip on YouTube, yeah. Mm. I, I actually, we were doing a sound check, and um, I just started singing the song a bit just to get going, and my voice just disappeared. It just, it just went. I couldn't <laughs> speak, and... Uh, 
you know when you get a bug in your throat yeah. and so I had to I, go, I went into where the ice ring was it was like an indoor place and we I warmed up and then just in time I managed to sort of just go out and sing the song and well you cracked it. it yeah it was alright in the end brilliant well good yeah. good man fantastic I, I had man flu at the time so man flu <laughs> student flu <laughs> student flu yeah well I sing for you well I will be there I see this soon to pass the time away driving in my car driving home for Christmas so you played alongside scouting for girls and uh, Reverend and the makers plus supported the Britpop band space during their UK tour talk us through some highlights there yeah I'm not really sure how that gig came about. I think it was something like a newspaper report in the Bolton News or the Manchester Evening News about the you know the Macron Stadium where Bolton Wanderers play. He should okay. be called the Reebok. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up north, it's a big football stadium. And um, there was a, a gig promoted in there and they were basically letting the local bands around the area play there and we managed to get the spot. Brilliant. Um, and it was a great gig because we, we got all the sound effects going as well. And uh, I actually had my dad being the sort of sound engineer, so that was interesting. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, you're going to play us another track now. Um, Wait on the floor. What's that about? Yeah, well, this is written while I was at sixth form college doing my A levels, and it's sort of just about uh, rejection in the modern clubs of today. Brilliant. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can really can relate to that. I can tell you some stories, which I'm not going to, but uh, you look like you're all ready. So, um, yeah, I'll get going with that one. I have been with 
kidding I've stopped dancing I have been waiting for someone like you Everybody's just dancing away All I wanna do is Every time I catch your eyes You turn away All I wanna do is Wait on the floor for you Wait on the floor for you Everybody's just dancing away All I wanna do is wait on the floor for you And every time I catch your eyes, you turn away All I wanna do is wait on the floor Everybody's getting sweaty in the clothes Levels rising, it feels so good. Woo! And that was, Woo! Hey. that was fantastic. So it's great to have an audience as well. It makes a bit of difference, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, uh, thank you so much for that. The songs on the actual EP, where are they inspired from? Are, are there are there links to your past or whatever? Uh, from from the songs that I mean on the EP are kind of from school and college, and I'd say "Wait on the Floor" in particular was kind of like a fantasy song. It wasn't really written about any personal experience that actually happened, but it was more of like a scenario that might have come up in my head. So you can kind of interpret that how you want to. "Listen" is more a song about hope that was written for a, a girl that I used to have a thing with at school. And um, opening doors is literally just about the stress of the pressure that's put on young people on having to choose opportunities so quickly and at an early age mm. at school and college. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, it kind of feels weird releasing them at the moment because I'm nearly finished uni. Mm. Um, Does the girl in question better. know that you've written a song about her? Um, I don't think so, but um, she's this. <laughs> sort of my. Um, she's just. Of a drop. <laughs> no, we won't put that in. If the radio's dull in the neighborhood, who are you gonna call? Nick Randall. Okay, so let's hear uh, one of your tracks from your uh, forthcoming EP. Listen, this is Opening Doors, and you're listening to Scratch and Sniff.
telling me both your parents uh, are also musicians or, or musical anyway um yeah my, my dad more 
more than my mum, but my mum used to play violin. Um, my mum's sister is a soprano opera singer who sings at the Royal Albert Hall. Fantastic. My dad used to be in a band called Inner Voices at his uh, high school. I don't know what you call it now. It was like um, mm. there's two different high schools. Okay. I don't want to go into that detail, but um, secondary school. Yeah, mm. something like that. And yeah, he, he was in the same school as Daniel Craig, who sort of recently moved to, the, to Merseyside in that time. And then I think the story has it that they invited him to play football with him because he didn't know anyone. It's not that he didn't have any friends, he just moved into the area, so right. he didn't know anyone. And uh, they became sort of like a, you know, you have those, the group of lads who are friends at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually... Your dad knew Daniel Craig? Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. It, I, I didn't believe him <laughs> at first until I saw the pictures on, you just type it in on Google, like my dad's name, Daniel Craig, and it just comes up. Brilliant. But, um, they used to be in a band together at school. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, Dan- yeah, Daniel Craig used to used to sing, so, and they did a recording on tape, analog tape of mm. the House of the Rising Sun. Okay, and uh, I've heard it, and it's uh, is it good? It's quite rubbish, actually. Ah! <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> he, I made, love he, it. Made, he made a promise to Daniel Craig he'd never sell it to. The so place. I can never yeah. dig it up no, at the archives to play it. Sam, yeah. you never know. I was building get... up to that moment. <laughs> anyway, I might release it myself. So you're going to give us one more track tonight uh, with your guitar. Uh, yep. What are you going to give us? I'm going to give you Place of Nowhere, which is what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. with the UNICEF campaign. This Absolutely. song was written a long time ago when I was 15. And um, you can actually see the original music video on YouTube if you look for it. And yeah, it's uh, in support of all those people in need out there. far as I can see and that destruction haunting me and we're standing in a place of nowhere we're standing in a place of nowhere there's no Towns and burned down places 
Get down on friendly faces now, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And people running around at their own paces, hide away in our own spaces now, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Going somewhere, we're standing in a place nowhere. Where you running? Are you going somewhere? There's no one came now. We're gonna have to fight, even if it's not right. That was just lovely and and so inspiring. I can understand why UNICEF, um, you know, adopted that. And and the, the fact that you, you donated all the proceeds as well is, uh, you know, bless you, bless you, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much for that. So, Alex, future plans? How do you see it all panning out? Um, future plans. I mean, we're, we're uh, looking into a lot of gigs. Uh, we need to choose what songs are going to go on the f- debut album. Mm. And I mean, I hope just to keep building my fan base and interviews such as this are hopefully going to help with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Alex, thank you so much for tonight. Looking forward to listening to Listen Again, and I hope it's going to be top of charts very, very soon. Um, it only remains for me to give you, as we give all our guests, a celebrity um, celebrity goodie bag to you. So, a there you celebrity go. go. Oh, thank you very much. And the very best of luck from SNS Online. It was lovely speaking to you.
place with space where we can live our lives. Please run away, run away with me, 'cause I know where I'm going. You're through. Don't worry, I'll get what they say. Give me patience, we'll get there someday. I'm like a whole nation waiting for you, and it won't be complete if you don't get through. Coming up on SNS Online. 
It's basically about these incredibly brave, brilliant, extraordinary young women aged mainly between 18 and 28 who flew planes to the front line during World War II. Because I wanted the world to get better and I knew it couldn't get better if it's going to be ruled by men. Matter of fact, I think it's amazing how well the men did for 2,000 years considering they tried to do it alone. I really feel that all the things about being gay can help us as adopters because we know what it's like to feel different and we can share that with our children and I think the level of empathy is, is quite unique and important. I thought to myself, well, if this is a twice-weekly programme uh, and going on throughout the year, um, I should be editor. So I gave myself uh, the, the job, as it were, and had it um, on the credits and nobody queried it. It was extraordinary. Girls in the Women's Auxiliary Air Force are being called upon to handle many of the responsible jobs which were previously entrusted only to RAF mechanics and ground staff. And they flew without radar, without sometimes without training on that particular plane. You know, they'd have learnt on a tiger moth and they'd be given a spitfire. I don't think it did help me get a pay rise, <laughs> but, the but, 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 but the point was, I suppose children's programmes were regarded as so insignificant, nobody bothered what went on. Pauline Gower was the woman who spearheaded it. She got equal pay for equal work. Yes, the first woman ever Which is very, in very to topical in and the news at the moment. we are still fighting that battle in 2018. <laughs> How does that happen? Our season of shows celebrating both International Women's Day and 100 years of voting rights for women in the UK begin with actress Louise Jameson talking all things Attergirl. Exclusive and downloadable only on SNS. 